0: Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
1: This is the Red Sox Precap with your hosts, Keaton DeRocher and Shelly
0: Verstrait. Part of the Over the Monster Podcast Network.
1: Welcome to the Red Sox Precap, your podcast from Over the Monster, where we review the Red Sox series that just ended, a recap, and then preview the one that's about to start. I was lucky enough to avoid having to talk about the four-game sweep of the Rays uh, last whatever Friday, Thursday, whenever that happened. Um... And we are, due to the rain delay, recording this episode now in the middle of uh, the fourth game in the series against the Yankees, which we will get into in detail. Uh, I'm your host, Keaton Derosier, joined, as always, by Shelly Uh Shelly, I'm sorry that you had to talk about that race series.
2: Uh, Yeah, yeah, it was really rough, especially that last sure. game. It was, uh, <laughs> it was, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> that one was really, really Really, really bad because I was like really excited because the game started early. So I'm like, oh yeah, I could you know maybe get out of here kind of early. Yeah, no, that didn't happen. That didn't
1: happen. Yep, but I got uh, I got my just desserts, you could say. As uh, although the game is not over, the Yankees are, are currently yeah. leading five to one. So it looks like I'm gonna have to talk about a four game sweep for the Yankees, which is a little bit worse. So
2: yeah, the Red Sox do not disappoint this year.
1: <laughs> no, no, they don't. <laughs> All right, let's dive on into it. Uh, Game one, um, coming off of having to face uh, Tyler Glasnow and Blake Snell, Tampa Bay, the Red Sox continued to run into horses with a matchup of Garrett Cole versus uh, Colton Brewer, uh, which went about as you would expect it to. Uh, Colton Brewer only pitched two and two-thirds, gave up four hits, three walks, only two strikeouts and two earned runs. And just like that, the Red Sox were down. Garrett Cole went seven strong, no walks, eight strikeouts. A pretty typical Garrett Cole experience there. Uh, For the Red Sox, Alex Verdugo did hit a home run, which was nice to see. Uh, They did manage seven hits uh, throughout the game, but uh, as has been the issue um, all throughout the season, uh, couldn't really string any of them together for runs. Uh, And surprisingly, actually, no one had a multi-hit game. They got seven hits from seven different guys. Only J.D. Martinez and Xander Bogarts went hitless, which is, of course, just how you drew it up.
2: Hmm. Uh, yeah, like um, I, I really felt bad. Uh, I really felt bad for the guys um, coming after, you know, that Braves that series. And it was just like really, really defeating. And then have to, f- you know, have to face one of the, you know, best pitchers in the entire league that, that really, still, uh, really sinks. Um, I, I was glad that at least everyone, mostly, got a hit. Uh, Verdugo did well. Uh, I really just don't want to talk about the pitching. <laughs> um, that was just kind of like as expected. Um, I mean, I was kind of impressed that Colton Baruch went two and two-thirds and only gave up two runs, so that was kind of um, imp- <laughs> impressive. Um,
1: it's bad when that's the bar, though.
2: Exactly. It really is. <laughs>
1: That was followed up with uh, Austin Bryce went one and a third clean with three strikeouts. And then uh, Ryan Brazier, one inning, three runs. Dylan Covey, two innings, three runs. Brayden Workman, two-thirds of an inning, two runs. Brandon Workman's usage has been pretty interesting. And bringing him in in a game that wasn't close at all. I mean, he does need work, but it had been quite a while since he had seen a game. Uh, and things kind of just went as you expected. One walk, no strikeouts, bit of a struggle. Need to get him in some more games.
2: Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Um, I haven't really agreed with Reneke's usage of workmen. Whether, I mean, I, and again, I know that he needed work, so that's probably why he brought him in the game. Um, but there's probably um, other ways that we could have used him. So, oh, Reneke.
1: <laughs> yeah, and uh, not only did JD Martinez and Jader Bogarts go hitless in this game, they combined for seven strikeouts. Yikes. Not really what you're looking to see. All no. of that added up to, I can't remember if I said the score in the beginning, the Yankees 10, Red Sox 3, and dropping the first game of the series. That brought us to game two, where the uh, Yankees again gave it to the Red Sox, putting double digits up on the board, scoring 11 and winning 11-5. to The matchup here, James Paxton versus Nathan Ivaldi. Nathan Ivaldi has put together a string of... Not great starts. He was tagged for eight earned in this one in five and a third. Only struck out three, walked two, and again issues with homers giving up three bombs. Uh, Two runs right away in the first, and the Red Sox were again down early. Uh, Paxton cruised five innings, three earned runs. Only two strikeouts. Strikeouts uh, a bit down across the board for both teams here, but... Uh, Red sox were able to tack on some runs late when it really didn't matter uh, verdugo again hit a home run Bogarts hit a home run and the Red sox left 13 men on base so there really wasn't much to take away from this one although we've we talked about um last time we were together talked about Evaldi's last start where uh, he was racking up more strikeouts but attacking the zone more and getting hit uh, a lot harder, and against a lineup like the Yankees, we kind of saw the results of what that does.
2: Yeah, yeah, he just he just didn't have it, and I mean, he like he, he didn't get like really any strikeouts. He was just getting hit all around the park. Yeah, this is just kind of like one of those you know bad evaldi starts that you know happens every once in a while. I mean, every pitcher has them, um, and the last couple have been. Uh, Not too stellar. So just this was like the one game that I thought that we probably had like a fighting chance. Yeah. Uh, Because, I mean, Paxton's uh, Velo has been down because he's been, you know, kind of coming off back surgery. Um, So this one was really, 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 really hard uh, to kind of watch, knowing that this was probably our only chance.
1: Yep. Um, Gave up home runs to Urshela. And Gary Sanchez, Clint Frazier, also added one in the sixth. He had himself quite a series. Yeah. I um, just the left on base. Uh, so after Valdi, Henry went two-thirds of an inning clean, who has surprisingly been uh, one of the most reliable relievers for the Red Sox. One strikeout in that span. Matt Barnes got some Mark gave up a couple more runs. He has really struggled out of the gate. Walks are way up. Strikeouts are way down. Yeah. What do you make of of Matt Barnes, and do you think he still has a handle on the setup role?
2: um coming into this year, like he was like one of the guys that I thought was really gonna step up um but he just does not have it this year, and it really really um really scares me because I mean the walks are there, he's getting hit around um this is like really, really bad Matt Barnes, so. I'm hoping that he pulls it together, but I'm I'm not really that hope- hopeful.
1: Yep, and that was followed by our man, Philip Valdez, who went a clean inning, two strikeouts. His ERA now at a tidy zero point six eight. Yes. Um, outside of Hembry and Valdez, do you have faith in anybody in the bullpen right now?
2: <laughs> um, no. I <laughs> I really don't. Um, I know yeah. that uh, I think Taylor Taylor came up um, uh, today or something like that. Um, and then um, uh, oh, who's the uh, the lights out reliever who had um, who had injury uh, COVID injury? Darwin. Yep. Uh, he should be coming up soon. Zen.
1: Darwin's in. <laughs>
2: yeah. Darwin's in Hernandez. Yeah. So those are the only guys um, that I have faith in. Um, and Henry and Valdez. Uh, but again, those two haven't pitched. So there you go.
1: Given the state of the rotation, do you think they give Darwin's in a chance to start? I guess he'd they'd need to be stretching him out yeah. for that, which I'm not sure they're doing, but
2: yeah, I, I, I hope not. I know that, you know, our, you know, starting rotation is, is really not that great. Um, But we've seen um, Hernandez try to start and it's really not that great. So I think we should just keep him in the bullpen as much as it's going to hurt us as fans.
1: Yep. I agree with you there. So the Red Sox drop game two, 11 to five, moving on to game three yesterday. Again, Red Sox dropped this one, this one uh, finally a little bit closer and the streak of Red Sox giving up uh, seven plus runs in six consecutive games finally came to an end uh, as they were able to hold the Yankees to four, losing four to two. Um, the pitching matchup here: Maza versus Hap. Uh, Hap continued his. Um, well, I guess this year he's been in a little bit of a struggle, but. Since joining the Yankees, he's been pretty impressive. Kind of kept that going against the Red Sox. Five and two-thirds innings, only three hits, one earned, three strikeouts, uh, one walk. Maza went three innings, gave up four runs. All four runs immediately uh, putting the Red Sox in a hole again, which is really just kind of what they do. That was followed up by three innings of uh, clean work from Ryan Reber, an inning of uh, clean work from, well, I mean, he walked two, but didn't give up any runs. That's kind of... (laughs) We're judging here. Uh, That was Ryan Brazier, and then Walden went clean inning uh, to close it out. Red Sox here left twelve on base uh, and dropped this one by only two. Uh, Verdugo had a couple hits; they really only managed five hits the entire game. So uh, they're even able to score two runs is a bit impressive. One coming from uh, Verdugo in the ninth, and another one from Pilar hitting a home run in the third. Um, Shelly, I don't really know what to ask you because I just keep asking you the same questions. <laughs> so, just uh, thoughts in general. Uh,
2: yeah, I mean, I guess it was really good, uh, for, Verdugo. Dugo. He's, you know, he was, uh, got a couple hits, uh, this series. He got two hits this game, got a couple hits in the other games. Um, so that is really good to see. Um, Devers, you know, is still struggling. Um, and, uh, I've been – I'm kind of, like, conflicted on this. Like, the last two outings from Weber when he's been coming in after the starter has been okay. Um, I'm hoping that they just leave him in the bullpen and maybe doing, like, some bulk inning work. I hope they don't try to start him again. Um, but with this rotation they might. Um, so it was kind of in you know encouraging to see Weber at least get like through some innings and not just you know give up a whole lot of runs.
1: Do we need more Jonathan Arrows?
2: Uh sure, yeah. I mean, I, I'm I'm actually kind of surprised how well he's doing because he what he hadn't hit over high A or maybe even double A. And just coming in and, you know, he's hitting above 300. Um, I'm totally surprised, but at this point in the season, I'm totally here for it. Let's go. Let's see what the guy got, what the guy has.
1: Yeah, I think I'm with you. Um, um, I guess also to note today, Tristan Casas was uh, assigned to the alternate site and is expected to be added to the player pool. Uh, so we might start seeing the Red Sox now get their youngins in there and get some major league experience, which I think is uh, something we've talked about on the last couple podcasts that we wanted to see. We weren't just weren't sure if the Red Sox are actually going to do it. Um, but signs point to they are. So we might get to see some of their young, exciting players get a little bit of time here uh, in the major leagues as it seems like the Red Sox are kind of giving up on this year. Which makes sense yeah. because they have the worst record in the American League. So why not?
2: Exactly. Let's, uh, let's see what the, uh, the young guys got. I, I, I'm, I, I'm totally
1: for it. That brings us up to today. Uh, Red Sox are now in the top of the sixth, down 5-1. to one. Uh, Pretty much the same story. Martin Perez coming off a couple good starts. Has only managed to get through three innings today. Gave up three earned. Uh, three walks, one strikeout. There's really not a lot there. And then the rain hit, um, possibly saving him from it getting even worse. Uh, Rain delay came back. And then uh, Osich has been in there the last two innings Uh, two strikeouts, two runs, two home runs, uh, and only one walk. So quickly down five to one here. Obviously, there's still a lot of time left in the game. Red Sox have at least four at bats left to, uh, you know, just to run an inning and they're in it. But, uh, I mean, we've talked multiple times about it doesn't really matter how much they're down by. As soon as they start losing, it feels like it's too much to overcome. And that kind of uh, seems to certainly ring true here against this Yankees lineup and this Yankees bullpen.
2: Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, I totally agree. Um, I, I, and I really feel for all of the hitters um, because, I mean, uh, we scored a lot of runs. Um, and runs, the amount of runs that we have scored typically in a kind of like a normal, uh, a normal game would probably be enough to at least keep you definitely really close or, you know, have you win the game. So I really feel for the hitters because they, they are, they have to basically put everything on their back, just trying to just keep up with, the really bad pitching so I really feel for those guys and you know Perez he did not have it today uh, he was just all over the place I mean he gave up three walks and I'm surprised he only gave up three walks like he just 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 could not find the zone so uh yeah another uh most likely another another four game series loss fun
1: yeah talked about that with Jake um the amount of times that they've scored. Five runs, like going back to the last series against the uh, the Yankees. Uh, they scored seven in the final game in a loss. Then they scored uh, five against the Rays in a win. Uh, five against the Blue Jays in a win twice. Uh, then seven in a loss to the Rays. Five in a loss to the Rays. Eight in a loss to the Rays. Five in a loss to the Yankees. They're getting five-plus runs with regularity but the pitching is just so bad they can't keep up they're not giving them a chance to win and it's almost immediately to its first second inning it's already three to nothing
2: yeah yeah and it's it is just so hard to just having that mentality where oh i you know i gotta swing for the fences i gotta you know we gotta get you know two three runs just to you know you know just just to make even of what the pitching just gave up so uh, it's it's just i i really feel for everyone who has to hit
1: <laughs> yeah for the yankees jordan montgomery had gotten through three and two thirds before the rain came and he had already accumulated four strikeouts to that point only giving up one run um so they actually may have been bailed out as Montgomery looked like he was in complete control when the rain delay happened. Yeah. Uh, but the Yankees' bullpen is pretty darn good. So it's going to be a pretty tough one to overcome.
2: Yeah, definitely.
1: So, uh, hey, Josh Taylor is in the game right okay. now. Hey. Nice. That's good news. Glad yes. to have him back. Yeah. Um, MVP of the series. Um, I'm going to go Clint Frazier sitting over four over 470 right now uh, on the season over 500 in the C- the series so far had a monster first couple games with a couple homers handful RBIs um I feel like there's multiple candidates for the Yankees that we could give that to but I'm gonna go Frazier
2: yeah yeah I'm definitely gonna go uh Clint Frazier um you know uh, he just he just had a, a great series uh he uh came up when uh, Stanton and Judge went on the IL and he has uh, been like a firecracker. He's just like hitting everything. So yeah, I would have to pick him as well.
1: Just say firecracker because he's a redhead?
2: Ha <laughs> uh, <laughs> ha! Sure, yeah, I, I, I totally meant that. <laughs>
1: Perfect. Alrighty. Um, and with that, josh taylor's first pitch of 2020 is a strike um, we will take a break come back and preview the series against the phillies
0: i'm alex rodriguez and i'm jason kelly from bloomberg this is the deal each week you're hear us in conversation with business icons this show will explore deal making across sports media and entertainment and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
1: All right. That was a long review of the Yankee series. Uh, we seem to be going really long in the reviews of those four gamers. But I guess that makes sense because they're a long series. So now coming up, the Red Sox have a two-game set against the Philadelphia Phillies. The pitching matchup, Zach Godley versus uh, Eflin and Hart versus Arietta in game two. Um, Phillies have been a bit interesting this season. Uh, started the year off kind of not where they wanted to be. They've been on a bit of a streak as of late, uh, almost up to 500. They're only two games back of uh, the Marlins and the Braves in the division. Um, I think this might have been kind of where – I know I'm trying to remember where we had them – I think they were kind of like in the middle of the pack when um, Matt and Jake and I did the power rankings of the division. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of where they are now. So um, really slow start to begin with. They've kind of picked it up a bit. Uh, interestingly enough, their best hitter, uh, well, I guess by average wise, JC Ramito has eight home runs and is hitting uh, over 300 and has 20 RBIs. He's really freaking good. Uh, but Phil Goslin. Uh, has kind of slotted into the DH role for them the past 10 games, and it's hitting 400 <laughs> <laughs> so, with an OBP of almost 500. Uh, Bryce Harper's doing his thing, four dingers, almost 500 uh, OBP. He's got more walks than strikeouts. He's really freaking good. Yep. Uh, Didi Gregorius also hitting just shy of 300 uh, guy last year. Last couple years with the Yankees, it's really kind of killed the Red Sox. So not great to see him coming in to face his pitching. Um, But somehow the Red Sox were lucky enough to avoid uh, the Phillies' best two pitchers. They've got Aaron Nola and Zach Wheeler, both with sub-three ERAs and a whole bunch of strikeouts. Aaron Nola looks like a Cy Young candidate. He's killing it. Uh, Luckily, they avoid both of those fellas, and they get uh, their three and four pitchers, Jake Arrieta- and Zach Eflin, uh, what are your overall impressions of these two pitchers?
2: Um, I would have to say that Eflin did have a good outing his last time out. Um, I can't remember who he <laughs> faced, uh, but he didn't let you know. He, I think, he struck out like a career high, like ten strikeouts. Um, and you know, they they went on to win. And Arietta has is not what he was like a couple years ago. Yeah. Uh, with the Cubs, but he's been okay. Um so these uh, I I I I do think that our team can, you know, get to these guys. Um and you know, the the Phillies bullpen is really not that great. Um so, you know, maybe they have uh kind of, you know, maybe they experience what we've been experiencing the last what eight games. Um <laughs> and maybe uh <laughs> We can just get to their bullpen and just clobber them because, again, I, I I do love our lineup. We can really hit. So,
1: yeah. Uh, Arietta, um, ERA right at four, just about a strikeout inning. Zach Efflett is a guy that people have been waiting to kind of burst out on the scene, have his breakout. Um, and through his first two starts, got a 3 6 ERA. He's given up a lot of hits with 1.3 whip. But as you said, it's on 10 innings, 15 strikeouts. Um, He's been able to really limit the damage. It's Eflin seems like the kind of guy that can the Red Sox can get to uh, because they have a lineup that just makes a ton of contact. And so um, if Eflin isn't able to kind of corral that, then that's, that's kind of the game that I'd see the Red Sox being able to tee off on. However, um, with the options that the Red Sox are rolling out there pitching, it seems like it's going to be one of the like a quick two-game series. But... Uh, We're going to see continuing trends of like the Red Sox bats putting up five to seven runs and losses.
2: Yeah, um, I'm hoping that's not the case, but I mean, we just saw what eight plus games of that. So, especially with God, (laughs) especially with Godly and 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 Hart, kind of, yeah, it's going to be a bloodbath for all pitchers involved.
1: Yep, I'm going to vote for a split. But I think Bryce Harper is gonna probably hit like three homers, so he's gonna be my pick for MVP.
2: Yeah, I I I I'm gonna go with JT Realmuto. I love the dude, and yeah, um, yeah. and again, Bryce Harper is another good pick because he, he he seems to like go off on like like big games, like with big like either like the Yankees or the Red Sox stuff like that. So it's also yep. a good pick.
1: Uh, what's your pick for the series?
2: Um, I'm I'm hoping for a split. I'll say it like that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess. That's the, that's the same with me. And then after that, Red Sox have a four-game series against uh, the Baltimore Orioles, who are like an eight-game win streak. Uh, so that should be fun.
2: That should be fun. I still think that we're better than them. I <laughs> <So>, know. <okay.
1: laughs>
2: The Orioles and the Tigers, I mean they're just like totally confusing me, but hopefully after we get past this, maybe we'll have um, you know, some easier games to watch.
1: One thing to take away is the Orioles are somehow 8 and 1 on the road and 4 and 8 at home in this four-game set is in Baltimore, so nice. Maybe there is a chance.
2: Maybe there's a chance. <laughs>
1: But we will be with you uh, Thursday morning to preview that four game series. Um, I think there isn't a day off, right? No, there's okay. not a day off. Yeah. Yep. So Thursday morning with a review of the Philly series and a preview of the Baltimore series. Uh, I've been your host, Keaton Derosier. You can find me on Twitter at the Spoken Keats. Shelley, you can find her at shellyv underscore six four three. And uh, that's it. We'll be uh, it again on Thursday. Thanks.